0: No tags, no tags What's up, good people? Welcome to a brand new episode of The Midnight Drop. I'm your host, Jordan Malone. Back with you with some new stuff, new goodies. And back with us today is our very cool guest. I think recruiting guest, if we can get things straight out. Trey, what's up, my man? You, what it do? <laughs> you sound like a black cow. I know, I need, to, I need to get back into the mic. I know it was a little quiet last time, so I need to get closer to the mic. No, it's all good, man. Like, hey, Brandon's not here. We ain't got no damn chicken wings on the side. I know. I'm kind of upset. I'm a little hungry. <laughs> Why? Why? Please don't do this shit to me. Again. I mean, hey man, i might have to go see what's in your fridge later. I'm no gonna lie to you. <laughs> I ate. I ate all the food. I, I <laughs> so ate you ate, but I didn't eat. <laughs> I told you ass to eat. I put that in the itinerary in the group chat. I told you. Listen, bro. <laughs> I'm hungry. So we might have to figure something out later. <laughs> What the fuck I have to deal with But today it's great to have you guys uh, Watching us and listening to us today Uh, Today we have the spoiler review For the Batman If you listened to the last episode I had my non-spoiler review (laughs) And we also have uh, a discussion On black entertainment What do we kind of think about in today's world And kind of just get into a nice little topic Debate discussion debate how you how I've been I think I just said that two times I guess <laughs> and then if we have enough time we'll get into uh, my review for one of the newest movies that came out last weekend fresh starring Sebastian Stan uh, and Edgar Jones Edgar James I want to say it's on Hulu that sounds right yeah it sounds right <laughs> so we're gonna go go with it but as always If you're new here to The Midnight Drop, welcome. We do a lot of movie and TV show reviews. We don't do that toxic shit around here. Mm -hmm. See, look at my man's hoodie. Look at my man's black women matter. So, you know, we don't do no toxic shit around here. So, we just do movie and TV show reviews. Sometimes we talk about some things regarding society, culture, a lot of crazy shit. By the way, I think there may be one thing we might add in for today. Uh, But we do all that and more. If you want to know where you can listen to us at, you can listen to us at spotify anchor google podcast apple podcast soundcloud www.themidnightdrop.com and you can go ahead and listen to a little snippets on youtube including these full videos uh, we already have one up from weeks ago with good homies brandon julian and josh and you can go ahead and follow us on instagram at official underscore tmd podcast and my personal 615 underscore chill where can they follow you at uh at ege underscore king trey that's k x n g trey t r e y alrighty and with that being said thanks for coming in hope that night I got on covid <laughs> but I do not have covid I promise I, I swear to God well <laughs> if you got if you got covid I got covid we we already done for, I promise but I don't no we good no we good I, I don't think no one give a fuck about covid no more I I do I just the allergies is what's been killing me yeah it's like my energy's all there I'm not feeling sick nowhere else but I developed this dumb cough that i can't get rid of mm-hmm. so like i like capsize some freaking nyquil on my way over here mm-hmm. so oh I can shit by the way that. i got good oh yeah <laughs> on that nyquil god it <laughs> but let me actually turn this off because i got fighters in the background nice i i wouldn't mind putting some spotify in the background You're gonna get that copyright ain't you i i'm not Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. i mean i don't know if it will capture the sound or what gets on my microphone so i don't think it would be crazy mm-hmm. i know anchor has a feature shameless plug here anchor has a feature that uh if you don't want to make money off of your episodes or whatever you can put music mm-hmm. from uh your spotify account oh so i could do that but it's like Nah, we wanna make bands out here Well, I mean, you don't make that much like, I, make, I make, like, for every episode that's listened to, I make a cent So it's like, what's the point? I hey, think it's either a cent or ten cents We on the grind, that's all we're that matters all, That's all that freaking matters But, how you doing today, man? I'm um, good, uh, spring break starts next week um, Some people already started <laughs> I know, we're kinda late I know Lipscomb, we do our stuff kinda, like, weirdly compared to other schools like, I think we start a little bit earlier, but we end oh, a little bit later. I don't know how that works. Right. Our breaks are usually less time than most people's anyway. Mm. We have a week for spring break, but, like, for fall break, we got, like, three days. <coughs> so like and it wasn't even, like, three days. It was, like, that Friday and then Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, wait, that was the same for, for, for Morehouse. We only yeah. had, like, two, three days of fall break, and then for spring break, we had a whole week. Exactly. I haven't been able to experience yeah. a spring break since, like, maybe sophomore year. Actually no Junior year Because that spring break Ended up being a spring Year (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Because of COVID And everything so But I mean yeah And then you said You got a big old test Next week so Yeah I got the Fundamentals of engineering test Next week Which is like uh, What's like It's like the test You would take to get Into nursing school But like for engineers Mm -hmm. It's not like To get into engineering school But it's just like To see what you know Mm -hmm. And to like Be like okay yeah, now you're a Engineer, like fully, mm-hmm. so we got that next Saturday. Okay, that's good to hear, man. That's really dope. That's really dope. Yeah, hope you do all right on there. Let's give you a clap back there, right there. I appreciate, it, appreciate <laughs> it. It's been a long time coming, a long four years. Hell yeah, man. Once you're gonna get out, you're gonna be like, God damn, bring me back in, please. Well, I already know, I'm already feeling it. <laughs> I had some folks, uh, I was telling them I was doing a countdown just trying to you know keep my spirits up. It was like, Yeah, we got like 60 days left. Somebody dang near cry When I said that <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> We got 60 days left. Like, oh. <laughs> like, so Literally I was like Yeah I got like 61 days left She just stopped And looked She went went <laughs> Good? Silence. I was like, oh, oh, oh <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old Literally, friend. Literally, <laughs> like, drop dead silent. I was like, oh, my God. I'm still here. I'm like, I haven't left. Bro, it happens because some people just, they, they're they scared to see how their life's going to be, how they have to function outside of college, outside of school. But mm-hmm. sometimes that's like, that's what your brain, that's what your life is primed at. It's just like, I got to go study, do all this other shit. Now you get out of school, it's just like, oh, shit, I got to survive now. Right, exactly. So- it's going to be good getting out of school. Just depending on what job you get, you'll be able to leave your work at the job. And this is going to be like the first time in like, how many years? Like 12 years you don't have homework for real? Oh, yeah. Like you'll have like your own free time. So like, I need to find some hobbies. Yeah, you do. Well, you can always come to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's true. The podcast is all, The podcast is always available. Yeah, it is, but nah, I nah, you gotta you gotta go find a fucking hobby please. I know. That's what I'm trying to think about because like I don't know what adults do like for fun. Well from like from- I know my folks my folks are older, so they're like sixties. So like when they come home they're like Sleep and just stay in the house Well as a fellow adult I can tell you this right now <laughs> uh, What I do on a daily basis I do go work out mm-hmm. uh, Sometimes I feel like I'm going to get shit done after work And then I come back from work tired Lay on the bed and I play my PS5 or watch Netflix Gotcha You look good by the way You look good The workout looks like it's coming along Really? Yeah Oh thank you Thank you I feel I feel I feel I Feel shy I feel Sometimes my body oh, no, Especially You're looking real Brolic in the chest <laughs> Yeah no My chest is always Ever After After high school It's always been that And I think mm. You know from experiences Like I've not always Been like this Yeah Like the first Three years of high school I was I was over here mm. And I think Senior year Like the, the second half Of senior year Was when I Lost a lot of weight Yeah And people started noticing Yeah So yeah yeah, I just went from a big piece of meat to a skinny piece of meat. So, it's <laughs> not skinny piece of meat, bro. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I, I know one thing, one thing that helped out with my work at, with me losing weight, was playing uh, backyard football, mm-hmm. but not eating those days. Yeah. Or eating like a small linguine. Because like, I remember like when I wasn't cared about my body, mm. I would like go to... Um, no, not... That was still senior year. I would go to like... Uh, that Walgreens or whatever, yeah, get with like a whole bunch of Arizonas. I share with all y'all. I just get a bunch of food and just start eating. Mm-hmm. So, but now I'm just drinking my gallon of water. Yeah, trying to eat. I still eat a lot, but mm-hmm. it's more like the healthier food. So, yeah, I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I did not. I sometimes I contemplate if I was able to still, if I had this body like this or able to work out the uh, work ethic I have, would I be able to play football for Pro Cone? And mm-hmm. hell no, no, <laughs> no, you because so? n- no. No, 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 <laughs> because, because I because it was brought up to me by somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hanging out, with getting food, and asked me like, "Oh, well, if you would have worked out as hard as you do now, would you play football back in high school?" And I said like, "Well, I was always told that like I could be like a, a linebacker and all." that. I, yeah. like, I don't think I would because I know you and uh, Jeffrey played freshman. And yeah, y'all, and Jeffrey apparently was a great quarterback, mm-hmm. and then y'all quit afterwards. I can't remember why y'all quit. It was it was not a great environment. Uh, yeah, it was it was just rough going over there because they get out like an hour early than we do, so we miss like thirty to forty minutes of practice already. Mm-hmm. So we have to get over there. We're like the only ones in the locker room It's just the MLK kids in the locker room Yeah So we had to get dressed and get changed for practice Had to go out and practice And then you know Leave go home And then do MLK type homework <laughs> We had to go When we were at home And then Pearl Gold kids, kids Did not give a they fuck They did Pearl Cone homework So like Pearl It Cone. was a difference <laughs> For sure, about, I, I want to say a joke, but I don't want to. So I mo- mean, I mean that's what it is, though. Like, yeah, it's just like Pearl- MLK was an academic school. Pro Cone is not an academic school. It's not pro. I mean, that's what it is. MLK get their homework. It's literally just we get pounds and pounds of homework. Exactly, and we're expected to do all that while study for a test the next day exactly. and cry in our sleep. Pro Cone, it's just like one plus one, two plus two, three plus two. I mean, it's really not a <laughs> rigorous school. And I, I've never been to Pro Cone, but like from what I know. Compared to like M L K, Hume Fogg. I mean my dad graduated from Procon. Yeah, so like yeah. I mean, but he, you he know. said it was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. he played tennis and mm-hmm. pretty nice over there. I I played I played for their marching band. Their marching band is great. But, yeah, they have a great marching band. But the environment yeah, the environment's just not the best. That's why I quit after one year. Yeah. You know, my grades were slipping and I just didn't like some of the people over there. But I mean, we're all good people now. We're mm-hmm. all chill. But yeah, it's just I, I don't think I would ever play in that football team. I know some people from our school did play football. I know Brayden DeVault. Uh, hold on. I'm not going to say no damn names. Yeah. I know a couple people. I know you're talking <laughs> like, about. Yeah. I know a couple people played. One person ended up going to Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw some of his film. He looked okay. Yeah. But yeah. It is yeah there's a, a couple per- people playing. One playing in Yale right now. But this is yeah. senior This is senior year. So I don't know how much he played for real. That you can say his name. Uh, we. If it's good stuff then yeah you can say Oh yeah, Jalen Granberry. Shout out to Jalen Granberry. He's at Yale right now. Yeah, I haven't yeah, like is he starting or I don't know. I haven't I haven't kept up with him for real. I, for real. it's just the fact that you get into Yale. I know. He's playing like football at, at Yale. So like he's there. Yeah. It's just so same. I mean shout out to him. Um X went to Kennesaw State, I wanna say. And he had to, he went a semester early. So I and think he Ken- graduated early. Kennesaw State is like a it's a, it's a D2 program, but it's a solid program. Yeah. I'll say so that I right mean, now. Shout out to them, to them that played, you know, yeah, like actually went somewhere. Yeah. So I'll say that. But speaking of which, there was some – did you hear about Khalil Mack? Yeah, he just got traded, didn't he, to the Chargers? Yeah. I know we're not a football podcast. But no. Still, but it's, I mean, it's still cool the fact – on the subject, it's been a crazy day. Khalil mm-hmm. Mack got traded. Um just the last couple of days have been crazy. Yeah, Russell Wilson got traded. Yeah, like what a couple of days ago, yesterday. Yeah, Patrick. Well, yesterday Carson Wentz got traded. Carson Wentz before got it was Aaron Rodgers resigns with the Packers, right. and Russell Wilson gets traded. Exactly. And then Landon Collins got released, which is crazy. What they, Roger they couldn't afford to pay him probably. Well, it they he just wasn't like the superstar safety, mm. and I think they didn't want to pay him. Especially after taking Carson, thinking about Carson Wentz and stuff, yeah. And then, um, boy, they they re-signed Harold Landry, but Roger Saffold, he's gone. He didn't have that great of a year, and that was more of like didn't. a cap space thing. Yeah, I mean, because right. his contract was four year, forty four mil. Yeah, exactly. Plus a one million dollar bonus. Exactly. So, like. in the le- and from what I, I I, I rewatch some of his tape from this year and the past season, it's just like, yeah, I mean. We'll probably have to retour offensive line because there are games where offensive line was boo boo, but bad. bad buns, <laughs> Jesus, awful, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just letting him go is like he—he he is definitely like he seems to be a really dope guy. But like, yeah, you, you have to do what you got to do, especially re-signing Harold Landry, who is a one of the anchors for that front seven. So yeah. you need that, but. Speaking of football, besides football, I'm mm-hmm. not speaking of shit. Besides football, yeah, um, it's just been a crazy couple of days. I, one thing mm-hmm. I'll tell you about adulting is that you are seriously going to care about things like gas. Gas, <laughs> gas, Ooh, gas went, boy. bro. In, in the span of three weeks, gas went from three forty nine, three fifty nine, all the way to four hundred nine, and, and in one place I passed four fifty. Oh. But if Jeez. you're if you're in the city of Atlanta, gas probably went all the, is already up around five dollars. Mm-hmm. And if you in Cali Gas is already over five dollars. Gas closer around there like six. six. Yeah. Ooh. Six, seven. There's one gas station in Cali that's like seven twenty five. See the the thing is, gas always rises closer to summertime. Yeah. Anyway. And so I think with Whatever going on With the world right now It's It's shocking But it's understandable It's understandable Yeah Someone called me Like Oh Is, is it, it Is it the Is it It's your girl It's yeah, it baby mama What <laughs> Baby mama No hell no You gotta pick up <laughs> your son Shh 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 This is funny. I not know that was private information <laughs> God damn it Well Good night y'all Oh Gotta go pick up my baby Sorry <laughs> Don't cut us off. No, but no. I know you gotta go pick up your son, bro. Hell no. We don't he, need that. He needs to see his father. I don't need that right now. I'm not a deadbeat. I'm just saying I don't need that right now. You don't need your son right now? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Stop putting words in my fucking All mouth. All right. All right. But no, no, no. Okay. No, but gas, uh <laughs> see coughing over there. <laughs> I know, right? But no, uh, he's allergic to BS. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Mobby, mumby mumbi, mummy, mummy. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you good. But no, 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 It's just uh, yeah, with well gas prices are what they are right now, it's just mm-hmm. kind of crazy with how um you know, it's just been a stark change. You know, I actually, you know, did some research which is basically looked that shit up on Google. Pretty much yeah. <laughs> and I was April first of twenty twenty, when the pandemic was crazy. Right. The panoramic was just Canary. The Panda Express was crazy. <laughs> oh my God, Benini was cooking every <laughs> the entire like the, the price for a barrel oil mm-hmm. was around nineteen dollars and fifteen cents. Which I think, if I can remember this off the top of my head, mm-hmm. probably not exact. Yeah, but I think gas around that time was like one hundred eight, one hundred nine a gallon. Because remember how cheap gas was when everybody was just staying at home. Yeah, when when everything shut down, gas dropped to um, baby mom, <laughs> Oh, 7 o'clock, got to pick up my son. <laughs> but, no. yeah, but when, dang, <laughs> when, um yeah, when everything shut down that first time, gas was, like, the lowest it's been in, like, since, like, what, like, the 60s, something, like, some crazy number. And, like, I remember around here, it was, like, 280. Like 270. Because gas started to just rise like crazy. And it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what is going on? And it was just, it was, it sneak, it, it, was, it came in sneaky. Came in real sneaky. And came in with fears, too. So, real now, sneaky, And it's just now we've just, it, it's just kind of a, a funny situation because it's just gas is mm-hmm. rising mm-hmm. due to a conflict between Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. And, you know, there are critics of Joe Biden trying to say, Oh, oh! It's all his fault. Why did he have to do this? It's like, well, the president does not control the gas prices. I want the president does not control (laughs) the gas prices. Zoom in, zoom out, zoom in. The president does not control the gas prices. Oh no! It went down. I didn't even see. (laughs) My fault. I'm not sure we're running here. I don't know. (laughs) A bad show. No, but like I, I always see whenever like. People, like, see the gas rising like it is, and they're like, oh, if Trump was in office, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. it'd just be the same thing. It'd be the same thing. Actually, let me check this camera. Yeah, we good. Are we good? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. um, I it, I already know in this America, in this time, in this world, in this bullshit, bullshit world, Yeah, if he wouldn't have put the sanctions in Russia critics would have came in and said oh so you're a russia sympathizer right he wants them to win he doesn't care he doesn't have the he doesn't have the iron fist to bring it down right. he will not be f- aggressive yeah and now he's put sanctions against russia it's like well he's not thinking for the american people what right. about our people over here it's just like exactly you you can nothing never the win. president does nothing the president any president will do will make everybody happy that's why i never want to be fucking president of the united no, States. i could never never i, I could never. never bro your auntie, your grandmother, who tells you, Oh, you're gonna be the next president. No you're going to be the next Barack Fuck Don't that. listen to them. Don't do that. Shut up, grandma. Shut your ass up. My, aunt, my auntie been saying that the entire time. I thought I believed it once. After seeing the bullshit in America, I no, said, No. Don't nah. don't 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 believe the hype. <laughs> Whenever people somebody says, You can be whatever you want to be and they say you could be the president, tell them no. No, I don't want that. that that's awful. <laughs> I don't need that. Maybe a senator, but no. Yeah, like do something. Like, Actually, no, not community. even a senator. Like I don't think I want to be In a political office ever Honestly See here's the thing right <laughs> So like In In the grand scheme of things pff, The president Doesn't really matter It, it Okay go ahead it's Just like And I'm going explain what I mean But like In the grand scheme of like Our everyday life What the president does Does not really matter In our everyday life You know what I mean So like obviously The president has control Over like International stuff Like they're the chief of, um, not chief of staff Um, They're in charge of the military They're the um, chief officer, not chief officer I don't know what the word is I don't know They they, they have the ability to make executive orders Yes, basically Right, so they do those type of things federally But like for us to see like real change that we want to see That starts locally in our local governments You know what I mean? So like yeah, everyone talks about the big four year every four years election. But it's really just but it's, it's really it's the every two years election that we need to really be focused on. Voting for your governors, voting yeah. for your mayors, Going voting for, for your for governors, voting for your mayors, your house representatives, your yeah. Your chairs, like those people. That's and what you sa- really need to work on. Work and sadly out. we le- we live in a state to where that shit right now it's it's basically we can't even get the people we want except if you're a Republican or you know, far right because Tennessee is in the Bible Belt. Tennessee is heavily Republican. <coughs> yeah, Tennessee is a, a very red state. T- Tennessee is is as thick as blood. They do not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. They they will they, if if the ECU is blue, or show anything blue, mm-hmm. they will be mad as mad as hell. At you, they they will burn you like the books they burn. Exactly. Which <laughs> exactly <laughs> they burn Harry Potter because it's witchcraft. Like, dude, and oh, that's the other thing when you look at like voting um populations, you'll notice that in the cities, like in major cities, like when you think of like Atlanta, Nashville, New York, like mm-hmm. those major cities, they're more liberal than they are conservative because more young people live in them. Yeah, because more cities, but, more people coming in. Yeah, but this um Outside. the way states when, like, either red seats or blue seats, is all the rural communities. And Tennessee has a whole bunch of rural communities that are super conservative. Yeah, I've, I've driven out to those rural communities if it's to referee basketball yeah. or if it's to just on my way to, like, Atlanta or to other places. Jesus Christ. It's like you're living out in a different part of America. It's like exactly. Uh I went to one place. I remember in Georgia I went to go referee a game. Yeah. No cell service. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, little to no cell service. Oh, my gosh. Goddamn T-Mobile. But... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Nationwide coverage. Sight. <laughs> Nationwide. You're your wide co- stranded. Nationwide your coverage. But if you're black in the boonies, tough luck. Tough luck. <laughs> but I, I was going out there to referee a game. I knew I was in the boonies when these trees was thick as hell with swamp mm-hmm. water. And yeah. then you had... Uh, all these trucks And all these cars With confederate flags Oh on and Scary sight Don't tread on me License plates Scary sight And Donald Trump plates Donald Trump flags Donald mm. Trump The cow Donald Trump shirts The cow <laughs> The cow Yes Oh Okay <laughs> Donald I said Donald Trump cows Yes oh, they, they put Donald Trump Trump uh, Donald Trump shirts On their cows <laughs> Oh Gotcha I was like cow Or the Donald <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised If I you go out no, to them Georgia like, beach. Move, whatever. build a wall. Move. <laughs> niggas talking. About, got them. <laughs> niggas go, Niggas love Dick. Riding Donald Trump. They just wear Donald Trump thongs. That's what I'm saying. That's all I know, bro. But <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> it's disgusting. I'm disgusted. <laughs> nah, but you go out to the booties, and I was just seeing all this stuff. I referee the game, mm. and I just know for that entire game. You know, for every co- bad, like, it's tough enough to be a ref, right? And you make a bad call, you get cussed out. Right. It's even worse when you make a bad call, you get cussed out, and you call the N word all oh. these different, We be called all these different mains. Moon pie, river cricket. Oh my god! What the hell is that foul river cricket? What? What? (laughs) (laughs) What'd you call me? You just stop and say, "Well, that's a new one." Really though, (laughs) are you blind, (laughs) Jigabo? Jiggle what? 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 What's going on? Where am I? (laughs) Hello. The only good thing about that place was that they had nice barbecue, (laughs) 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 and they gave my money in cash. If there's one thing about Southern folk. They know how to cook (laughs) You could be called an Edward You could be called a nigga And you could be like Shit, this chicken They'll throw down on some barbecue though Hey, you got You got one You got one pass Call me a nigga But keep the barbecue coming (laughs) Keep it coming Keep it coming You keep letting them ribs slide (laughs) (laughs) You can give me some moon pies You can call me a moon pie (laughs) But No No, but You had Um Just thinking about the entire game, mm-hmm. it was just you have all of this, and oh man, especially during like the whole entire kneeling in the flag moment, protest that we had. Yeah, man, it it was scary. There mm. are some stories I've heard where it's just referees either did that, yeah, and got booed, or you saw players do that and it was, they were booed like crazy. All right, and it's just yeah, like you're right. Like in those rural communities, that's where a lot of the GOP Republicans, you know, really catered to. And it's really just a matter of just a divide, and just you know, education, awareness, values, right. all of that. And I feel like right. if, yeah, it, I mean, it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, sometimes I wish I there was. I lived in a small town. Like I have a small town vibe, but it mm-hmm. wasn't racist. I'll say that. Like Nashville used to be that. I guess. Yeah, years right, ago, yeah. before Nashville became the it city, it had. <laughs> a small town a smaller vibe. town vibe, you know, people knew people and like you know, it wasn't so like tourist heavy. It wasn't. It was more or less you had tourists that came, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like as big as it is now. Like you had people come and go and that was that. Mm-hmm. You had people to move in, but it wasn't as big as this, but it's been building up. Yeah, now Nashville's becoming like like almost like an Atlanta almost. It's becoming a white Atlanta. That's yeah. It's white Atlanta because everybody's you coming a country music star or got a nice business. It's just it, it's just annoying, and yeah. it. I always find it annoying. And if we have anybody who is a Republican or conservative, you watch this podcast. None against y'all. This is how I feel. Um, sometimes I find it annoying when I, I'm driving through downtown to work, and there's this big billboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it goes Ad to ad And you see stuff Like Ben Shapiro Candace Owen show And I'm just like God damn man. Yeah like where are we? <laughs> it's just, we It's just like What the hell is going like, on Where are we Like it's always been here But it's like Everybody just loves Moving down here man Like I'll tell you one thing Remember Pancake Pantry Yeah Uh my, grand, my grandmother, I call my grandmother because mm-hmm. she doesn't, you know, my grandmother doesn't like to be called grandma because she doesn't like to feel old, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's it. I like grandmother. Yeah. But the name, <laughs> the person, I love her. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, so what you about to say? You about your grandma? Huh? <laughs> no, fuck you, grandma. No, no, no. But uh, you have a pancake pantry. Uh, pancake pantry. That line is crazy. Yeah, that line is crazy as hell. But you get in there, them pancakes. Ooh boy, especially if you get uh, some sweet potato and a pumpkin, sweet pumpkin. I don't know. Uh, Uh, (laughs) What you you trying to say? (laughs) I'm just trying to say they're good ass pancakes. But my grandmilia told me about how somebody was trying to trying to push them out so they can build a new uh, apartment complex. What? Yeah, for real. Yes. Pancake pantry is not going anywhere. They weren't making anywhere much because, money. Because they're around a bunch of restaurants yeah. in, a, in a, a tourist heavy area. Yeah, All these people coming in, but somebody wanted to, to basically buy their property and they keep getting call after call after call. And that happens to everybody who's yeah. been here for years. I mean, my All dad right. gets calls. I get calls about his property Yeah, and that shit gets annoying. Yeah. And, the fact that it's not against the law to do all that, I'm just like that's just crazy because mm-hmm. they just call from different types of numbers and it it gets annoying. Um, and if you think it's bad in downtown Nashville and a little bit in Antioch, go to Murfreesboro. That mm. shit is terrible. No, it's it's everywhere for sure. Um, I don't know. Do you, you remember Knockout Wings, right? When it oh, was yeah. Yes. So they close. I'm not sure they closed down because of cleaning issues. Cleaning issues because they <laughs> boy it was one of them places where mm. hey, this place is dirty as hell, but them biscuits. Fire. The bustling. wings. That's like, that's a little piece of like Nashville history that we just lost, Bust. and that's probably going to end up something like. Well, there was a time where I was at a, uh, I don't know if nobody will remember me or if I say this or not, but there's a time I was interning at this law office, mm-hmm. and the, the guy who's running that law office, I won't say the name. Um, he was showing me a whole map of all these properties that they were seizing, and what they were going to do is like just right going to be Buffalo Wild Wings, is going to be Whole Foods. Mm. This right here, we're starting to look at some smaller businesses, right? Yeah. And I was just like, uh, "That's where Fisk is. That's where TSU is. This is where a predominantly Black neighborhoods are. You yeah. understand what's going on?" And he was just like, "We're making the community better." And I'm like, "You're making the community better," and I wish I could have said this in his face. But I was a high schooler back then going into mm-hmm. college. So I didn't know. I, I didn't want to just be like, well, motherfucker, I think. <laughs> you, are you racist son of a. I didn't want to do all that. So yeah. I just told him, I said, okay. Um, but there is this whole thing about gentrification. And he just said, ah, oh, I don't think it's, I don't believe in any of that. And it's just, okay. And um, Jefferson Street is a prime example of gentrification. <laughs> it, it is. It is, man. And I'm just so I every every time I've I came back to Nashville during college, I just noticed how much of a change it took. Yeah. And like near Martin Luther King, I remember there were like some houses over there, some black people lived. Yep. All changed to apartment complex John. where you just see white people just walking, jogging. Just jogging. Just, just <laughs> like y'all weren't here a few years ago. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's going on around here? Oh, where did y'all come from? Jogging in the hood? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. from? Uh, you what? got you got you got stories of black neighbor neighborhoods where they have black tenants that constantly get harassed for their property getting you know, their, prosti- their property Oh for sure. Uh, and hundred oh, percent. And then you have all these different places to where they're trying to say it's all about the Nashville look, the Nashville history, the diversity. And it's like you're just using that as a marketing scheme. Yeah. Oh, because like, you're trying, you're 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 trying so hard to fit into this and to get more people to come into your restaurant, to your store, yeah, and or to your apartment complex, and you're pushing the diversity out to places like Antioch, to right. places like Murfreesboro, to Goletsville, to Gallatin, and you're still looking at those areas saying, we're going to take those too, and it's just, right, uh, it's just annoying. They're very interested in preserving Nashville history that's not Nashville Black history. It's not. Mm-hmm. I I won't, nah, but I won't be this guy, and I say like everything's terrible here. No, there is No, it's not. It's everything's not. This is a nice city. Yeah. This is a very nice city. I but, love living here. But I, I but like apartments, apartments. because I like this city. Like what did Alec Baldwin say? Because because he loves this country so much, he's able to criticize it. Yeah, yeah. I like I love Nashville, so that's why I'm able to criticize Nashville. Yeah, cuz I live here. Yeah, if you're criticizing something that doesn't mean you hate it. No, I absolutely do not hate Nashville. I love Nashville. Yeah. But I'm just I just there's just things that I notice about this city that I know that wasn't here so many years ago. But, like, just seeing how everything's changed and, like, you know, I always thought it was interesting because, you know, I would ride around with my dad and my dad's a Nashville, like, native, like, grew up here, everything. So it's interesting seeing his perspective when we, like, we'll ride through a neighborhood I'm like, this wasn't here before. Yeah. But, like, it's the only neighborhood I've ever known. So I'm like, what do you mean, dad? He's like, no, this wasn't a neighborhood. This used to be this, this, and this. Whereas, like... He'll go down the street and, like, oh, this used to be a store that me and my homies used to hang out. And there used to be a bus stop. And just seeing how everything's different from his end, I never really understood it until now, seeing how everything's different from, like, when I was in middle school to now. Yeah, to all this bullshit that we see now, and it's just... You see the changes, especially Mm -hmm. if you've been here for most of your life, and it's just exactly none of this Mm -hmm. is the same. And I think I really got a full taste of that when I was in Atlanta, where people who lived in Atlanta for for so many years saying, "Yeah, this has never been this is this has changed so much." Right, and I saw small parts of gentrification when I was in Morehouse. Next to West End Avenue, well, I want to make sure I'm right before I get fucked up. Just <laughs> the, the the surrounding environment around me. I'll just say that the surrounding env- environment around me Yeah, to where I just had a lot of just changes around and just seeing that was just like discouraging and right. trying to use diversity to say, yeah, we got it. Now, thankfully, you saw some gentrification, but you saw a lot of black ownership, mm. which that was cool. Here in Nashville, it's really hard seeing that black ownership. Yeah. so. I mean that's just I, I could go on and on and on about this. It's just it's just it's a uh, I and I don't know if I want to live here especially for as long as I want to now mm-hmm. because of the tenant the Tennessee state government um just the bullshit that we see here in the city. Yeah. I mean it's just mm, yeah.
1: It's I, I don't mm, know. but it's
0: home. It, it's home. It's bullshit but it's home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh speaking of home, I I think a uh, Morehouse Getting their homecoming back Oh really? So, yeah We haven't had homecoming for years So y'all this Is the first Year y'all doing homecoming? Uh, for, Yeah for the fall next, Oh for the fall For next fall You ready to go? <sighs> Last time I went <laughs> I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say it Last time I went It was The three homecomings I had The first homecoming was Awesome Mm-hmm I mean, it was dope. The second homecoming, I was sad, yeah. but I was having a great time. Okay. The third homecoming wasn't as eventful because I had plans, mm. and I was doing my own thing, you know, people, person. Yeah. And and uh, I I just had a, you know, missing out on my senior homecoming, that sucked. Mm. So the fact that we're going to get this homecoming now for next fall – I, I slick want to go But I'm a little bit scared Because With this homecoming Being the first one in two years Yeah The whole city of Atlanta coming The whole south is coming <laughs> All the alumni coming I'm scared Right I I I, it, I, I made this own prophecy <laughs> That if, if a HBCU Misses a homecoming For X amount of years Revelations is coming <laughs> <laughs> you think revelation going to be more Morehouse Yes, cuz part so much sitting in the place of God, Lord. It's going to be crazy. Lord. Cuz you know because it's just knowing what I know now from homecoming. Yeah. Knowing my freshman year just all the freshmen just went crazy and was able to bring in women to their dorms and stuff. Bring it was just in go women. Crazy. Um orgies everywhere in the dorms at night. Uh Smoking weed everywhere Oh my god Chucking and jiving Oh my god Turking and whining He said slipping on semen Slipping on semen No He said slipping on, semen. Said, Slippin on semen. Long lines of Chick-fil-A Oh, <laughs> The Chick-fil-A express that wasn't that good Oh, not the express <laughs> How you gonna have long lines at the express <laughs> Because niggas love chicken Yeah <laughs> Especially got a Chick-fil-A That's the one Need to make that a quote. <laughs> niggas love their chicken. But you got a put that on a T you got everything. <laughs> you got all the stuff that's happening, especially when you combine it with Spellman. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> y'all have y'all's homecoming at the same time as Spellman? Because Spellman and, and uh Spelman and Spellman and more are basically the same homecoming. Yeah. Oh. yeah so y'all asking just... for it at that point. <laughs> y'all just... knew exactly what y'all was doing for that one. Oh yeah. It's crazy. And then it's just the week of the events that happen it's ridiculous. It's like you have, um, you just basically have a lot of crazy shit. Gotcha. It just happens on and off and on and off, mm-hmm. and then, um, just with, I mean, well, let's just say it with um, I mean, it's like we when I was there for my first three years, mm-hmm. we had we at one year we had a comedy 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 concert that. Went pretty bad Yeah (laughs) Because we had A lot of people Just had bad jokes We had some Low ranking comedians Who were cool Mm -hmm. Uh, But the two big events That we had Was Well three big events Was obviously The homecoming Yeah Uh, But then you had The soul Like the Neo soul concert Okay Then the hip hop concert I think the Neo soul concert Was cool because You had all the Great classics Everybody was having A great time I think one time We got LMA Mm -hmm. Which at that time She was my favorite yeah. I don't know what she's doing now Nowadays I haven't heard anything recently Me neither And But she was hot back in the day Yeah right in that time Yeah And um, I think one year We had Fantasia Really? I think Yeah we had Fantasia And I just remember There was a student over there uh, mm-hmm. I know He was real cool um, He was at Seattle at one point mm. Internship I was with And he was just He was able to get a, a A lap dance from her In front of everybody And he got kicked out As soon as he <laughs> You know, the one thing you don't do with the club, if you get a lap dance, don't touch the ass. And he tried to touch Fantasia's ass. He got to at one point, she smiled, and they said, All right, you got to go get the fuck out. (laughs) I wish I could find that video. On Fantasia? Yes. Oh, wow. I want to see if I can find that video. Maybe during the break, I'll try to find it. But. It was glorious (laughs) It was glorious But the hip hop concert Was a whole different thing Mm. You wanna talk about The crazy shit Being in my first Full fledged concert Well One of my first The fact that my first year I got Travis Scott Was a death sentence And a revelation In the beginning And a revelation It's like You get a Fun fact, Travis Scott apparently applied to Morehouse, got rejected because he didn't have the qualities of a Morehouse man. Really? Yes. And now he's able to like make five all this damn money. I think it was like five hundred thousand dollars or something like that, or millions of dollars, he got from the school, and he's just like, I got rejected here and I'm making bank. They paying me. (laughs) That's like that's 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 pretty dope. That's pretty dope. But bro, Astro World based (laughs) Astro World was just you had Astro World. What I had was a preview of that shit. Okay. Because we had ambulances everywhere. Oh, God. Niggas coming on stage. Oh, my Travis God. said, fuck you, security guards. Niggas mosh pitting, women getting pushed, someone getting choked, fights, people stomping on women, oh. <laughs> stomping on everybody. But what made it worse is that the crowd got angry because he was two hours late. Mm-hmm. And we had all these people come in. We There was a woman there with seatbelts belt, seat all over her body, uh-huh. just rapping bad just rapping terribly and it was just like tell me why you can tell the rap game is just so watered down and people just copying one another because you just had watered down versions of 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 rappers and female rappers and everything it's just Mm -hmm. like one person was a copy of cardi b (laughs) fat ass and everything long nails but couldn't rap Mm -hmm. one was a copy of Big woman. Who's the big one? Lizzo? Lizzo. A copy of Lizzo. No one was a copy of Future. No one was a copy of Lil Wayne. I was just like, y'all have no originality. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of copies of Playboy Cardi. What made it worse is that... Hold on, right. <laughs> what made it worse is that you could see all the niggas in the crowd just be dumb. Because mm-hmm. if it was a woman that didn't look that attractive and couldn't rap or could rap at a, a little bit, they say, boo, they get the keys. Uh, I want to make sure I got my keys real quick They get the keys And they just start jangling in the stage And everything like that And it was just crazy They are jangling keys Yes, yeah, because that just means Get in the car and get the fuck out <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> get out my house. Y'all are ruthless. Get out of the house. Here are the keys. Go unlock the door yourself and get the fuck out. Ruthless. But the, you could see the the bullshit, the double standard when a woman came in with a fat ass. It was like, "Boo! Ooh!" Mm. <laughs> it's just like, "She still can't rap. What are y'all doing?" Right. Just like she just she just shake a little, shake a little bag and now everybody hypnotized. Everybody mm. hypnotized, but I was I left not the concert, but I left the mosh pit because I was like, I can't do this. You were in the mosh pit? I was bro. in the mosh pit. You got an elbow in the neck, <laughs> elbow in the neck, in the balls, of <laughs> the gut. Yeah. <laughs> I got short term memory loss that moment. I don't even remember what happened at the concert. It's a miracle. I remember everything. But I was before I was in the mosh pit before it went crazy. I was at, I asked if I could get out So I yeah. jumped off the gate I thought I was going to go home I said no nah, I'm going to go backstage mm-hmm. I went backstage I went inside the boys locker room They had all these rappers Just smoking weed Ganja room. Ganja All this shit <laughs> It was just ridiculous In the locker room It was crazy <laughs> And at one point I was just like What? <laughs> I was like okay Literally you just got to go like Where am I? And then Travis Scott came through My goodness I Hey it was dope. I'll tell you that right now. It was dope as hell. But after that concert, all I heard was just wee, wee, wee. Everybody's going crazy. No My leg. My leg. <laughs> just, just women. You, don't wear stilettos in the mosh pit. <laughs> don't wear it. Rule number one of the mosh pit Don't wear stilettos <laughs> in the mosh Rule pit Rule number two Don't wear your nice Jordans out to the mosh in pit In the mosh pit Rule number three Don't try to wear a dress in the mosh pit You cannot fight Don't join the mosh, mosh pit, pit. <laughs> You will get hurt If you if you haven't been lifting Don't, don't join, join the, the mosh, mosh pit. pit You will get hurt uh, <laughs> If you bring your girl. Don't come to the mosh Don't pit Don't join the mosh pit Y'all will no, both get, get hurt. hurt Or she'll get taken by another man <laughs> Which did happen Not, You saw that happen? I saw that happen, bro You girl. saw someone get snatched in the mosh pit, bro? Yeah, because the dude couldn't, ha- couldn't hang And the girl was just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And then what are with the other nigga Next thing you know, they outside They bumping and grinding <laughs> I was over here like, this is some this is some ghetto shit I can't take it <laughs> so, Did y'all have that at Lipscomb? Pretty what kind of question is that? <laughs> did we have that at our predominantly white institution? No, we did not have that. I'm, our homecoming is not that great, to be honest with you. Oh shit. I don't I don't even know if I'm ever gonna do one. Uh, I will. I'll do a couple homecomings just because some of the homies are still there. But like <sighs> I, well, I know for the next two years we had a YG, mm-hmm. and then we had Playboy Cardi and then uh Young Thug. I got flamed on criticized because I said Young Doug is a little overrated to me. Mm. And like I you just think that now, or just like I, I, at the now, time. I still now. Now, okay. And I'll probably get criticized for that too. because I was mm-hmm. just, And I don't think it's just like his music is not bad. I just, well, I think his music is a little one note at times, but I feel like other songs is like great. Yeah. But I think what makes me feel some. There you go, your baby mama. <laughs> but, so is. There you go. Actually, I have no idea who this is. I don't know. But no, for one point, it's just he just got a really bad attitude mm-hmm. and I think he's just part of that toxic culture of rap or just more a little bit misogynistic and stuff. And I just don't like that. So, but I just feel like when people go crazy for a young thug, it was my whole thing of like, People love to worship celebrities That don't do anything This one woman yeah. Like dyed her hair green And made all these curls And stuff like This is my slime hair And I'm just like You look like a fucking fool <laughs> You got it. She tried to She grew two Three inches taller than these big ass You're a fool Big ass pumps. You're a fool God damn it fool. fool But Yon Thug's my favorite Shut the fuck up Man, It's just It was just that time I was just like This is annoying I didn't even go crazy For Travis Scott I was just like Okay I've never seen him live So yeah. I want to see how that is YG I didn't go crazy for mm-hmm. And then I think Morehouse finally stopped Doing the hip hop concert Because they said Okay people are smoking People Cigarettes People yeah. are fighting We <laughs> You was making that joke Slipping on semen Someone actually stepped And slipped on some semen <laughs> But <laughs> But it, it's got to a point to where <laughs> Don't let it happen to you It can happen to anyone Don't let it happen to you Call 1-800 Don't slip on semen Do not let it happen to you Call 1-800 Don't slip on semen Five 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 five. But Do not let it happen to you uh, But you had this moment Where they just said uh, Yeah If the whole school Morehouse can get their GPA At a at an overall 3.0 We can bring the hip hop concert back But there's mm. so much money we spent and It was just like yeah, okay And it was just Debate about it And I was just like Panoramic's here So who gives a fuck now So Right So yeah Who gives a fuck now But we nah, with all that out of the way We're gonna go into our first break In the Midnight Drop We didn't get into the main topics I know Hold your horses The Icebreaker Chill It's been a week or so Since I've seen this man So We're gonna be back With our spoiler review Of The Batman But until then Check us out on Instagram Official school podcast. That being said, we'll be right back after these messages. You got messages? No, not, not. <laughs> <laughs> Say about my mama over the break. God damn it, <laughs> I didn't say any. God damn it, I didn't say any. Let me check these cameras. Make sure I'm good, you're good. good. All yeah. right, we good. We all good. No, thanks for waiting on that break, real quick. This is the minute drop. I'm your host, Jordan Malone. This is my good, very friend, Trey Phillips. And we're here and we're actually going to get into our spoiler review of the Batman more or less a spoiler discussion because I did. Uh, my non-spoiler review on the podcast which you can listen to that right now on all our following platforms down in the comment section and in our information box but i basically give the movie a nine and a half out of ten it's one of my favorite movies of 2022 it's one of my favorite batman movies of all time right now uh where it ranks in my top three i said it's better than batman begins but it's as good as the dark knight and we are actually going to go ahead and get Trey's thoughts on that. Okay. And we're going to go ahead and discuss some things that we saw in the movie that other people have been talking about. Especially that one thing I did not like in the movie that I really want to, you know, say some things. But mm-hmm. uh, So to start off the whole discussion everything, everything, uh, how did you like your experience with Batman? I really enjoyed my experience with the Batman. So me and the homies went um, first night, opening night, um, we went to Opry see it in IMAX. Um, movie through was packed, but I expected that because you know it's it's the Batman. Um, we got in there, and first thing I noticed was the this, this, the sound was crazy. You saw it in IMAX, yeah, yeah, of course. I need to go see it at IMAX. You did that definitely. The sound is crazy. Like even just off that opening scene where he's just like in the camera looking the and he's breathing. Oh yeah, that the just, <laughs> Like that's crazy. Like it's unnerving. It's like, and you're just like, wow, they started off like this, mm-hmm. crazy. But um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it is my favorite Batman movie. Bat- like better than the Dark Knight. I have to see. That's the thing. I was thinking about it, and I was like, I have to see the Dark Knight again after seeing Batman, because like, I. I think I would have some recency bias if I was to say this is better than The Dark Knight just because I haven't seen The Dark Knight in so long. So I have to see The Dark Knight again and really, like, decipher and analyze whether or not I like mm-hmm. The Batman better. But it's great. It's three hours. doesn't feel like three hours, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I, I got out the movie, and me and the homies, me and a couple of the homies look at each other, we were like, we could probably do another hour of that. Really? I, like a fourth hour? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Like we really was like yeah, if there was a fourth hour, I don't think I'd be that mad. Like we really enjoyed it. I would also rank it a nine out of ten. Um the only the only issue I had with it is that I personally wanted more Bruce Wayne. Personally. Yeah. But also I recognize this is year two Batman and this is still the batman that's like mature. worried about taking out bad guys and not as worried about as helping good people either yeah i wanted to talk about that because well, that's one of the big things that i felt like have it's been wow. a big thing uh here we go with the goddamn coffee see that's the thing <laughs> like there was like nothing even like prompted that i just <laughs> like cough <gasps> <laughs> but, literally but no a like, lot you all good my guy uh but no it's just the whole thing with um the whole thing with just the whole, okay, listen. The whole situation with Bruce Wayne, not some people criticizing that there's not enough Bruce Wayne on screen. There's more of Batman because Batman's mm. there 99% of the time. Yeah. I felt like that could have been a problem for me, but I wasn't minding it too much because, like you said, this is year two Batman. But what I took of it is that this Bruce Wayne, this Batman, is in a situation to where he's kind of like everybody who's really trying to hard work do really good at their job. Like, mm-hmm. Think of like someone who comes straight out of college, they're actually in their dream job or whatever they're doing, they want to be the best they ever do. So they get so involved in their work that they forget about the outside world and they feel like, okay, whatever I do, it's going to make everything better around me and I'll be regarded as a hero. Yeah. Where Batman in this situation is an agent of vengeance. His whole mission, his whole objective is on vengeance and stopping crime. Right. And he's done that so much for the past two years is that he's become you know, a hermit right he doesn't want to be around people to where he finally gets outside and it's just like oh my god bruce wayne how are you right and you know people are just surprised to see him out and i think for a movie like this for the tone and the direction that matt reeves is going for i was perfectly okay with that like the whole scene where you have uh the da that gets taped up and bruce wayne goes in and out as batman trying to stop it right just the events leading up to that to where he's interacting with people he doesn't really want to talk uh the the black woman that becomes the mayor mm. she's just like I need to talk to you you need to be start giving you need to fucking change right. We can help the city he's just like I don't want to fucking talk Bruce to Wayne you. Bruce Wayne whenever he's on screen really doesn't speak that often he does not he, he just stands there pretty much he's just like is I, that what it's like with Alfred but he's just acting with his facial expressions yeah acting with his body and that's something that made Robert Pattinson so fucking good and I think in that scene alone to where he's doing a lot of his facial expressions that's what really sold me as a overall Batman overall Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. I think in the coming movies we'll see him grow more as a person and try to and try to become more of like what we see in the comics or in like Christian Bale's Batman to where Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne to where he was more of a socialite and he was just being fake and that he's wearing this mask so he can so when he gets off becoming Batman he can take it off and be his real self yeah for sure so that's something he'll probably learn in this trilogy of films but um one of the things that I'll ask since you're in imax that sound with the score mm-hmm. did it feel like like if you had do you feel like that was one of the best scores you've listened to or did you just feel like it was cool or did you not actually like the score? Oh no! I love the score. I thought the score was excellent. I thought the song choices with Nirvana and um, the oh. te- detective scenes was excellent choice. The only issue I have with IMAX is that the sound is so loud you can't hear the dialogue sometimes, <laughs> and so I was struggling with that a little bit because I was like, "What are they saying? I can't hear them." The but hell is um, going on? yeah, exactly. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" But, but um, the shadows. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought the score was excellent, and that that. That rendition where Batman's like walking, it's just that dun, dun 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 dun. Oh. I think that's so cool. I do not care if there's a copyright. Uh <laughs> you just gonna go ahead and play it. I'm gonna go ahead and play this shit. But I, I thought that was so cool. Because this is because that was one of the best. That was one of the best scores mm-hmm. that I have listened to not only in this year in movies yep. one of the best scores I've heard in, in the past 10 years mm-hmm. in movies. And I and I love mm-hmm. musical scores. I love movie like movie official soundtracks yeah. and try to listen to that. Here in this one was amazing and I think the one that we heard you heard in the opening monologue I think that to me was my favorite. Up mm-hmm. oh, is on ads right now. And I think for what it is it, it caught vibes of the animated series and it took inspiration from a lot of just the movies that it came before it. Yeah. And I, and I just think it really nailed down the tone it wanted. Yeah. I, I just thought it was just, I just thought it was perfect. No, I thought it was an excellent choice and it was, it's one of my favorite scores of recent um, movies because um, I've been on it like a, kind of like a Hans Zimmer kind of kick when it comes to movie scores. So like, um, Tenet, Dune. Was Dune Hans Zimmer? I'm pretty sure Dune was Hans Zimmer. I think so. But like Tenet, Han, uh, Dune, um, those movies, I thought had fantastic scores as well. Mm-hmm. But like this is definitely one of my top three over like the past few years of to school. Oh, right here here i think this part was just amazing yeah no i think that's perfect and i think it also plays into the fact that this batman is supposed to kind of be scary yeah that's also another thing i did not like about this movie um really so like no i i was going into this movie like hoping to because like they were hyping it up as this, like it's gonna be the grittiest batman it's gonna be like the darkest kind of Batman I was like okay cool I was hoping like To walk into this movie And like Be scared Cause like Batman's a scary concept Which in the beginning They kind of and Which it. in the beginning They played on that About him possibly being Anywhere in the shadows mm-hmm. and I'm like okay good Play off of that mm-hmm. Because that's scary When you're in, If you're in Gotham City And you're doing crime And you see the bat signal In the sky And you look into the darkness You're like He could be in there right now so he, they ran away. I'm like, that makes sense. It's scary. Batman is scary in Gotham. Yeah. So I wish they played more off of that. And that's, and I think the only reason that they couldn't play even more off of that is because it had to be a hard PG thirteen. It had to be a hard PG thirteen. I would, I would, I would argue that it was a hard PG thirteen, and they pushed the limits. And they, I, I feel like they have a rated R card of this movie. They. Somewhere. Sh- if they rated R this movie, I think this would have been my favorite movie of all time. I, I want it to be rated R not for the gore, but for the no. of just like, can we let's get in some real horror elements? Yeah, like, like like let's make it scary. Like that first that very first jump scare with um the Riddler behind the um the mayor. Yeah. I was like, Oh, oh this movie's gonna be fantastic. If they're doing that. Yeah. I'm like, this movie's gonna be fantastic. That scared me. Because I was like, oh snap. Cause did you feel like this movie had vibes of like Seven and Saw? Yes. Oh, I def I got Big saw inspiration from um, especially the traps, thriller, the rhythm, the saying, traps. Yeah, damn. I was like, this that's jigsaw. I was looking at it, I was like, that's jigsaw, the rat trap. I was like, that's jigsaw. Yeah, and, and I and it kind of befuddles <coughs> me to why they haven't done this that much. No, for real. So, like, that's why I'm kind of like for the sequel, they're not gonna make it R because the first one was PD 13, but like for the sequel, I would love for them to play more on the elements of this is a scary situation. Like, there were definitely s- several times where like, I was unnerved, but I wasn't scared, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the um the situation where the DA had the bomb strapped to his neck, and they had to answer rest- riddles, and, like, you know, the time was constantly co- counting down, but he was, like, being crazy and like, oh... How does it take for you to be bribed? Ooh, and he's doing all these long sentences. I'm like, the time is counting down. What is he doing? What's going on? I'm like, what's going on? And like, Batman's just standing there. I'm like, this is scary. Like, I'm I was panicking a little bit because I was like, this is wild. And the way Paul Dano playing as the Riddler was perfect. He was a great cast. He was a great every, cast. Every all the, this entire cast was perfect. Perfect because he was really. That was really Hush that we saw. It wasn't just like the Riddler. That was Hush that we were looking at. And it's funny because like in the animated Hush movie, the Riddler the big have you seen this movie? I think it's been a while since I've seen it. The big twist in that movie was that uh the Riddler was Hush, which, you know, it was a little controversial in terms of people who watched, you know, the D C animated films, but yeah. for what they did and to kind of see this, it's like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. But it was like they did a modern version of the Riddler with the essence of its comic of a comic book counterpart, yeah. Which I mean, like that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And you give a lot of that credit to Matt Reeves and the writers in that writing room. Yeah, no, Matt Reeves definitely. It felt like I was watching someone who's an actual fan of Batman instead of watching someone who likes Batman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it felt like this was somebody who was like, "Yeah, I know Batman. How Batman would react in this situation." And why he would do this and why he would do that. And um, he's not good with people. He's not, and, like, he's not good with relationships. Yeah. And, Espe- like, especially and with Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman. Like, he's not good with relationships. He's still married to the crime fighting thing. And he can't put that aside for anything. If there's one thing I can say as a pet peeve or a nitpick is that the times where they have the romance with Batman and Catwoman, I'm like, they were in terrible times. Mm. Like when, when Catwoman kisses Batman, when he's kind of knocked out. In the third act, I'm just like, what are you doing, man? People could be behind you. Man. I was just like, god damn. <laughs> mm. And it's just mo- and it's moments where she was trying to seduce something and-, and-, and Batman's just like, no, I'm for vengeance. I'm for vengeance. vengeance. <laughs> god damn it. Vengeance. Catwoman's Catwoman was just like, huh, <laughs> guess that armor is not really the armor, huh? Oh, oh what? <laughs> oh, oh. What are you talking about? The, um... Alfred, pick me up now. <laughs> I think that very last sequence with them in the coliseum was my um, or the state, not this coliseum, the stadium. Uh, I think that was my um, least favorite sequence. Uh, a lot of people been saying that. I thought I thought it was to be my least favorite favorite sequence. I think it's my less favorable one, mm-hmm. but I still think it was good, and it had some really satisfying moments. Yeah, it was good, and it it made sense to look at because like the Riddler really it was just this normal guy that got forgotten and went on the internet and found other people who were also forgotten and like they got this group together and like because i was looking at this and i was thinking i was like this could really happen that's and that's what makes this movie so damn grounded yeah because i was like him being on like his streaming service And people were like We're just going through Yeah you can get this from here <laughs> Yeah like What caliber rifle do I need Oh you can get this from this shop But I was looking at it I was like This could actually happen The fact that he The fact that In, in one of the scenes Where they finally Undercover his true plans Yeah And they show the last video He's like Hey guys how you guys doing? Exactly. Thanks so much for the donations and the exactly. request on rifles. I didn't even know where to get the caliber. Exactly. Uh So, yeah, guys, it's been a great ride, and I'm really happy to get these followers. And that particular <laughs> part was scary to me because it's grounded in reality that this could be someone that you're just, like, neighbors with or, like, someone you just randomly encounter on the street. We, we, yes. And, like you would never know. We've seen this happen so many times. Exactly. And the fact that it's getting emulated into movies and we're like this is this is real shit. Oh, that brings up a lot of conversations about okay, shit's been crazy. right? But also to get it that grounded to where it's actually relatable to the real world. I was like that's genius and at the same time making this more comic book accurate than a lot of other <clears throat> Batman movies we've gotten. Yeah. So I was like this is this is perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's just it just reminded me of stuff like the Capitol riots. Um, yeah, like, just people online getting together and then going and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just you would never know these are regular, everyday people until they're not. They're not. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say in this movie uh, that I appreciated is that the investigative element in it was... It, it, it wasn't overtaken by the action. Yeah. Because the action, I felt like, was really good... Um, I don't think it was as brutal. It was brutal, but it wasn't as brutal as I thought it was going to be. I, mm-hmm. didn't. um, but I felt like when you go into a three-hour movie with amazing, well, we have a three-hour movie when it's all about the investigation, when it's all about trying to see who's the killer, trying to get into these car chase sequences and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not getting into a lot of action. Everything else, like you know, an Avengers Endgame or a Marvel movie, right? So, you really are going to have to focus on. Okay, we need to make sure we have great pacing. We have great character development. We actually get people who like our characters and actually want to, you know, see them and stuff. And I feel like this, this movie it did a great job, right? Did it have a little, a couple of moments to where I feel like it could have been a little better? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but I think for the most part, they hit it. They hit it well. They hit a home run. They did. Uh, I think what was really cool was just seeing the character development of Batman and Bruce, and just seeing that parallel of how. This is Batman's second year, but like he'll go to the the Iceberg Lounge, and he'll be like, "You know who I am? Yeah, I, I know who you are, motherfucker." Slams the door <laughs> at him, and then he comes back at Bruce Wayne, "Hey, I, I need to talk to Falcone. He's like, "Holy shit, you're Bruce Wayne? Yeah, come in, come in." And next thing you know, he's just like, he doesn't even say, "Hey, um, you know who I am?" He just beats somebody's ass and just comes in. Right. And I think seeing that, those little small tidbits was just like that's what made me really invested in Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And then also seeing Catwoman and just what she does and the interactions of the characters, um, especially, you know, I wouldn't care too much with the Anika storyline, but I think bringing that in and some of the twists, I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Especially when you have, like, this whole subplot of uh, trying to bring out Carmine Falc- Falcone, played by John DeToro, who was... He did excellent. He did really good. He did excellent. Makes, make, made me forget he, he was in them... Terrible He made me forget he was in them terrible Transformer films. Facts. <laughs> but he did excellent. He was excellent in this film and just having that whole subplot and kind of real and kind of unraveling everything. And for me I knew what this was leading up to because I'd read and watched Batman along Halloween. So I knew it's like, okay, Falcone is taking over all the courts. She's Selena Kyle's father, uh, that didn't want her, that he didn't want her and stuff. And Leading all up to that, I was just like, that was really satisfying, and mm. I really like that. Yeah. Um, especially with people like uh Jeffrey Wright's um Commissioner Gordon, well Lieutenant Gordon in this film, he did a great job too. He, he was one of my favorite characters of this film. He he was, but I laughed in a couple moments because he was like, "Put your hands in the air, you dirty punk!" It's like, what the yeah, I know, not was like that feels so eighties, man. But you like. Come on, the jive turkey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was like this is so funny. I love him. He was so good. Um that yeah. scene where he was like um uh he had the um he cut off the D, uh, the mayor's finger or thumb. Yeah. And he was like thumb drive. God damn I was <laughs> like this guy's a comedian Like that was literally my That was like my exact response <laughs> like this, In the movie theater I was this, like oh this guy's hilarious This guy's a fucking comedian <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say some shit like I'm too old for this shit Exactly <laughs> But he was like oh this guy's a, This guy's a hilarious <laughs> This fucking <laughs> guy I was like That bitch. was my exact reaction Cause I was in the movie theater And I saw he was like thumb drive I was like oh this guy's hilarious Jesus <laughs> Christ <laughs> <laughs> I just threw my power For the love of God <laughs> And then someone about the theater Was like ha ha it's like shut the fuck up Yeah like literally We're all just like Oh this guy's funny <laughs> Like <laughs> You even had Besides Jeffrey Wright Had like an 80's cop You had other people That he's like You have the whole crime Noir in this film To where you have cops Where just like You think you're gonna Let this guy come in And involve police investigation I'm gonna go ahead And get this guy In the slammer yeah, and it's It just was like, like <laughs> It was very old style Mafia Um crime. Feel to it Like um Like a good Godfather type Yeah what you say to me, you freak? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you yeah, yeah. freak. What are you doing, this guy, man? What you gonna let him come in, go on? Come exactly. What is allowed on, on Commissioner? I, I love shit. that because it's like it, it. It felt like the movie was dated with that, <laughs> with them saying that, but it had modern twist to it. It was just funny to yeah, me. It, I thought it was hilarious that like people in Gotham like actually talk like that. Come on, you schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, it felt like it New that. York. It felt like New York. And it, it yeah. clearly was when we were like, got them Times Square. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. it's like, yeah. It's was like fucking New York. And you had, um it's it was just cool to see this. Um yeah, but Jeffrey Wright was great. Jeffrey Wright's he's one of my favorite va- Jeffrey was one of my favorite actors, and I remember when they announced his casting as Commissioner Gordon, people were like, Oh, he's black, he's not like why? Why are we trying to? You but he know, did a great job. Yeah, and it's it goes in the whole conversation that, dude, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't. who you are if you're just a great actor and you can play this character off. You're good. Exactly. Plus, you got different variations he, he did a. See, d- we're all variants in this. In Lieutenant the end of this, so. Gordon or Jim Gordon is one of those characters that it doesn't matter what race they are. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, it's not important to their character. Like, people get mad when it's like, oh, Superman shouldn't be black. Superman's a white character. Or like, Wonder Woman shouldn't be... Sh- well, she's a white character. Like, no, their race is not important to their character. But then they'll also have the argument, like, oh, well, maybe Black Panther can be played by a white guy. No. <laughs> no, his race is important to his character. He's an African prince. Like, yeah, he's is- an African king. It's all a matter about... That's important to his character. Mm-hmm. So that's why... That's why you can't have somebody like, I don't know, um, you, the you, Punisher be black. Because it's like, no, this is a white military veteran that's messed up in the head. Plus, they made the Punisher black by bleaching his goddamn skin Yeah, <laughs> and, and putting shit on his hair. and it's Exactly. Just like, yeah, so it's like, it's like oh. characters like that, that, yeah, they, they should remain white or they should remain black because it's important for the character. Like Captain America. Captain America is supposed to be blue eyes, blonde hair because he's supposed to be the face of America. Yeah. So it's like that's why when it's like um when they go People to, were mad that he um Sam, Sam Wilson, Wilson became, became Captain America. I was like, no. see that's important for his character because Captain America is recognized as this blue-eyed, blonde-haired guy and him becoming Captain America signalizes a change or supposed to signalize a change in how we view and people and, and it's funny because people got mad with the TV show, and it's just like, well, the comic book talks about how people got mad that he became black, exactly. Black in America, exactly. And then, and then people outside it, like in real world, say, why is Captain America black? Well, in the comic book, they just talked about that TV show. Why is Captain America black? Well, they just talked about that in the TV show. Exactly. So it's it's, it's, just, it's important no. to his character, and they're addressing that because it's important to his character. And it's just it's stupid, but yeah, that's a big old conversation we exactly later on, but. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright here, no matter who who, who he was and everything, he, he is still a great, phenomenal actor. Phenomenal one actor. One of my favorites. Um, Did a great job, even with his 80s theme <laughs> style of speaking. Um, Put your hands up, you punk. Like, <laughs> Put your hands where I can see you, exactly. you damn dirty motherfucker. I'm like <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Batman's like, hey, hey Gordon, <coughs> Gordon. Gordon, <calm>. relax. <laughs> Gordon, Jill. put yeah, like, your <laughs> hands up, you dirty. <laughs> like, oh my God. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon relax. Man, God, relax. I'll take it from here. No, no, I got him. Who is this guy think he is? <laughs> Gordon, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> like, relax. Relax, buddy. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. <gosh>. His chemistry. <laughs> no, nah, I think in this movie, mm-hmm. Batman would join him and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their chemistry together was great. I think oh, the casting awesome. for this movie was spot on, especially with the, the last one, Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell as the Penguin—that makeup—he job. He also did an excellent job. Everyone did an excellent job in this movie, and and, and man, he is just having all that makeup being unrecognizable. Un, I, yeah, I didn't. I know was that like, Colin that's Farrell. I was like, yeah, and that was per- like, him? that was perfect too. Exactly. Just, just the humor with him, and the fact that this whole movie sets him up for his spinoff series that as i think it's probably coming on hbo max mm-hmm. that's going to be really interesting to see as he kind of goes up in the crime world with john Turturro's carmen falcone he's dead yeah and with the whole city flooded there's a power vacuum i want to see more of that and i'm just really excited for it yeah so yeah i'm ready um one of the things that i'll say also in this film you know besides the score besides the acting besides the story and the pacing uh besides the look i think the themes of this film Really, what made this really fucking good. Yeah. Because it answered a lot of the things that I wanted to see in a Batman movie, which was can we talk about the psychology of Bruce? Mm-hmm. Talking about the Batman. Yeah. About how he thinks that vengeance is the answer and it really it's not that. And to where we're finally seeing this great character development and talking about if you're trying to be a great hero, you don't need to go out there for vengeance and just stop and Criminals all right. right. It's not need gonna to help be, people Because it's just going to be a fucking cycle. Right. To create real change, you have to be looked at as a hero. Right. And you saw that in the beginning of the movie to where he goes into his narration, which was pretty cool, by the way. His narration was dope. And then you get into it to where he's just like, "I've been dancing shit for two years. What had? What is going on? Like crime is is rising. Exactly. He's like, I feel like I haven't done anything. Corruption is rampant." What am I doing wrong? Do I need to be Batman anymore? Does the city need me? Or is the city just going to self-indulge itself? Is it going to eat itself alive? And then throughout the movie, you're starting to see hints to where he's starting to understand that people who are in the same motive as him, where they're trying to go for vengeance, they want, they're mad, they're doing it for reasons that are just selfish. They're doing for things that are kind of psychotic. And he starts to realize things, especially the whole conversation he has with the Riddler at Arkham, to where he's just saying you're psychotic, you're crazy, you're garbage. Yeah, and but he but then you you start to realize like you're pretty much doing the same thing. Yeah, you're doing the exact same thing, Batman. You're acting crazy, and you start to see in his face like, oh shit. Yeah, you can <laughs> see him realize thing. he's like, oh, that's me, and that's and that's a joke mm-hmm. <laughs> that 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 people have said about the Batman, where it's just like, you always are for the you're for the mission. You do all this stuff. You dress up in the bats in, in and in a costume in a bat suit to fight criminals. Don't you think you need to go see a, a, a therapist, a psychiatrist? Yeah. Some of the criminals that you fight are brought on because of you, that you love to fight these criminals, and you're just like it is what it is. And I think seeing that kind of talked about, I laughed, but I I clapped because I was like this is perfect. I did this to be talked about because Right. Seeing Batman realize that he's that he he's on that path and people people have like influence he's influenced people to do that. It's pretty crazy and he's yeah. just like shit. <laughs> What's going on Exactly, And he's just like You're psychotic I'm nothing like you Fuck you Bitch Fuck you (laughs) That's what it felt like He's like Go fuck yourself I'm not you Yeah I'm not you Yeah but he's like (laughs) But as he's saying it He's like starting to realize He's like no I actually am Just like you Shit maybe Alfred was right (laughs) I wanted more Alfred (laughs) Oh yeah I think that's That's one thing I was a little disappointed Is that The the amount of Alfred We got in this Mm. movie Film was sparse like when you saw him in the camera with him with Bruce, it, it was really good, but have him reclined in a, in a hospital bed. I felt like I was just, ah, man, yeah, that sucks. But no, just the whole thing with seeing Bruce kind of realize that he's psychotic. And then towards the very end where he unmasked one of the Riddler goons, and then it's just like, what's your name? And it's just like, vengeance. And you have this thing to where you go all the way back in the beginning of the movie to where it's just like, I'm vengeance. We have yeah. to like, who the hell are you supposed to be? And gets royally fucked up. Right. <laughs> and Because Batman is royally pissed. And exactly. At that point, Batman starts to realize, yeah, I can't fight for vengeance. I have to fight for hope. I have to fight for, you know. Yeah, good. I have to actually be a hero. Right. <laughs> I have to be that fucking guy like Metropolis is. <laughs> yeah. Justice just, just, and... Bullshit way, or whatever, right. and um, and I think when you kind of see that come to full circle, I think that's what made the third act really satisfying, mm-hmm. and that's what made everything about this movie good. Heck yeah! Because I think the big thing about the Dark Knight is that Batman is the hero that got them deserves, like that got them didn't ask for it, but deserves. They don't really need they don't need a hero because all the bullshit they've done, but they deserve one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with this film, it's more of just like okay. Batman be, needs to be a hero, needs to be a hero. He doesn't need to be a vigilante. He doesn't need to be all that. He needs to fight for what's right and give hope to people and to make them be protected. Because you notice in this entire movie, everybody's scared of him. Everybody's like afraid. Yeah. But towards the end of it, everyone's like, no, 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 no. no, no! I don't want to go to the hospital. Please, Batman, please, please. <laughs> and I, I felt like that was really satisfying. Hmm. That was really, really satisfying. And that's something we really needed to see. Mm-hmm. More of us be Gotham's protector rather than Gotham's crazy Batman. So, yeah. Yeah, so I saw that and I think that goes back to what you're saying like you wanted more of a scary element. I think I knew what they were doing where like let's have scary elements in here but at the end let's take that out because it's like okay, not everything needs to be scary. We need to be, you mm-hmm. know. So I thought that was something. Which is different. fine, but yeah. Yeah. That was just a personal preference of mine. No, I get that. What I will ask you this, how did you feel about the one character in there, which I'm gonna go ahead and spoil, the character we see in Arkham when who's talking to Riddler is the Joker. It's gonna confirmed by Matt Reeves. Did you know that or no? No, I knew that. I figure. How did you? I feel thought about it was Two Face at first, but it's the new Joker. Yeah, I mean that would've been interesting. If it was Two Face, but no, mm. it was the Joker. How did you feel about the scene? <coughs> I thought it was a great way to segue into a, another movie. Really? Yeah. I mean. You know, I, I wanted a sequel. Everyone wants, I wanted a sequel after seeing it. And then you just see, you know, the Joker and the Riddler pretty much become friends at the end. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, oh, they just introduced the Joker. And, like, we, he just kind of just dropped him in there at the end. Um, Not like, I wanted more as to why he was, like, In there and if Batman had encountered him Or if Batman had put him in there Or something like that That's what I wanted out of it But just knowing that he's In the universe already Is just a good i was a wow. little i i i felt the opposite i didn't feel like it was really needed mm-hmm. i feel like it was a little tacked on because it's like well you need the joker in there because it's batman and joker i, I can see that i yeah. do see that yeah and i felt like it that did, it was a little tacked on i do see that yeah and i felt and knowing what matt reeves wanted before because matt reeves wanted to where well matt reeves had did a scene that was silence of the lambs like to where he actually goes to the joker and asks him for help mm-hmm. and says like what can i do and then it's just like oh like Batman brings in all these prisoners in and Joker's just like, it's our one year anniversary, huh? Mm. And he goes in and he's just like, I need to figure out how to stop the Riddler. And I think it was going to start a precedent precedent where he's in these next movies. He was going to go talk to Joker and be like, okay, how do I stop this guy? And then towards the end, he's like, you've been doing this from the beginning mm. and that would have been awesome. But I think that's something to where Matt Reeves is like, I didn't want to go crazy on the Joker because I wanted to make this between Batman Riddler, Riddler and, Catwoman and yeah. Penguin. But because of who the Joker is, it's like you put him in this movie. And Matt Reeves just says that he's not definitely going to be in the next movie. Mm -hmm. Like you have other villains like maybe The Court of Owls or Mr. Freeze that he really wants. I don't want The Court of Owls in the next movie. Really? Not the very next movie, No. You want them in like the third movie? Yeah, I want it to be like a trilogy type thing. Okay, I get that. I don't. I was trying. I was discussing that with my friends, and they were like, "I would love to see the Court of Owls in the next movie." I'm like, "No, I don't want to see the quarter of Owls in the very next movie." You want like, thing to build up to where s- they're the big bad. Yes, that's what I want. That would be okay. I get that. Okay, I thought you like, I don't want the Court of Owls at all. It's no, like, oh, no, I want man. the quarter of Owls, just not the very next movie. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, okay, we got a glimpse of Batman; he's year two, but I want it to be like a progression. You know what I mean? You want it to wear like probably right. get to like year 4 year 5 yeah like we batman, got year batman, two batman solidified batman. himself yeah. as Gotham's protector he owns exactly. the city and then the out the quarter hours just like the fuck you think <laughs> exactly i yeah. want it to be like a time skip so like i want like this movie's year 2 i want the next movie to be like maybe like year 4 or year 5 type thing yeah
1: i get and then that, that quarter
0: hours is like he's solidified as gotham's protector he's it's gotham's hero and the quarter of hours is like Oh you getting a little too comfortable <laughs> Hey what's up big fella Yeah exactly Let me talk to you for a second <laughs> Exactly that's, <laughs> what, that's what I want Oh who's this guy Oh shit Oh my god <laughs> Oh fuck The oh, shit Fuck But no you got all You got all this shit <laughs> You better get You better You better scramble like an ebb Or you get photo like an almond nigga <laughs> But no you uh, I, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like the Joker scene was tacked on But mm-hmm. Since we have already into it I think for the next movie, Matt Reeves has really heavily inferred that the Mr. Freeze might be involved. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the next movie. I know that they left this movie off to where they set up a lot of the spinoffs. Like I said before, they they left it off to where we're going to see a Penguin spinoff. Yeah. Cat, a Catwoman spinoff is probably in the works. I think so? Yeah. I think they, they said that they wanted to do a lot and they're trying to get that together with Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman because she talks about, I'm going to move to Bloodhaven. To where I thought Nightwing, oh shit! Yeah, but it's like well, we're rather not gonna have Nightwing, or we. My theory is that maybe you get a Nightwing, but he's his own guy. He's not Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and then they set up something for like the GCPD spinoff to where okay, the commissioner's dead, so James Gordon will probably be Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, and you'll probably see more corruption, and they're gonna try to weed that shit out, especially with some stuff with the mayor. So you'll get that crime drama, including interactings in and uh. Arkham Asylum and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they left it all to where we're going to get a lot of great things. But I think the second movie, I'll be excited for it, but I'm not going to go crazy for it right now because we just finished this first one. And I got there's a lot of stuff you want to let die down. Yeah, I want to let this marinate. I don't want to see another movie for like a, a few years, honestly. Take your time. Do your thing. One of the things I don't want them to do do not connect this with any other universe. Don't touch anything don't, else in DC. Don't, don't, if you're going to do Superman or something like that, you better do something to where it's like you do a surprise fourth movie and you do the Dark Knight Returns or some shit. Yeah, I, I don't want this movie to touch anything else in the DC universe right now. Yeah, no. I want them to, to keep doing this, this standalone trilogy in its own thing. Yes. You know what's one of the things that I really want and I probably might not get? Mm-hmm may sound stupid. Mm-hmm. I want this to be its trilogy, but then I want them to do another set of films where it leads up to Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want I want them to... I want either Matt Reeves or the director of Dune, which was... Oh, I can't remember. Fuck. It's the director of Dune who did Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. I want him to direct Batman Beyond, or at least a trilogy of Batman Beyond to where it's just like, okay... Bat- Robert Pattinson comes old, comes mm-hmm. old Bruce Wayne, and then you get someone. You you get the stories of Terry McGinnis, and uh, you do a live a, a live uh, adaptation of probably, um, Return of the Joker that movie, and then you do some other cool things. Mm-hmm. I want that, or at least you know do it. A- spin off or something like that. But I want them to really just go hard on just the writing and to really bring in fresh, great ideas. Yeah. And don't pump this out like every year or two or something. Like really yeah. Really take your time with it. Do as much as you can and and, and don't be as fast paced as, as the baby mama who's texting Trey right now. <laughs> but you know, do everything you can to make this make this dope. So I someone got text me right now, god damn it. <laughs> but getting blown up. We all getting blown up. But uh, if you have to get But to, to kind of End it all off How would What would you rate This movie uh, This movie Is gonna get A nine And a half Out of ten For me also Okay So nine and this a half This is ten. one of my f- Top five favorite movies I've, For sure Of of the year Or of all time All time Ooh. I don't know If it'll be all time I feel like this is One of my favorite This now hits my list As top five favorite Superhero films Of mm. all time it's one of my favorite films of the year, so that I'm excited. Oh, it's about. my favorite film of the year for sure. But yeah, but we we got months. Months. So that is we'll true. see what happens. We'll see. So we'll see what happens. But that was it, y'all. That was our spoiler discussion of the Batman. We're gonna head into another break as we finish this all up with our next discussion topic. As we kind of just chill and everything. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. In uh, we are kind of. Have that. If that being the case, don't well, join alone. This is Trey. We'll be right back after these imaginary messages. Yes. <laughs> Are back here on the Midnight Drop. Yo, it's Jordan Malone. This is Trey. Yeah. Back at it again for our third act or fourth or whatever. I don't have to stop. is counting. three, I think. It's three. It's three. Yeah. I'm just bullshitting. It's, three. I'm doing it. it's great to have you guys here again. Uh, it's great to have you here, Trey, man. I'm, I'm glad we have the Hatchley to have that Batman spoiler discussion. Yeah. Um, Man, what the. It's uh, the next big DC movie coming out. Now we got. Black Adam? Oh, yeah. We're going to have. We are gonna have a bunch of DC films that we're gonna be very, very curious and scared because we're not gonna get as, anything as good as this film. Oh, so I, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> we're back to that regular Warner Brothers DC bullshit. <laughs> I, I swear to God, all that. Like, I mean, <laughs> the Flash may be good, but that's we'll see. <laughs> Looks in your face, like, uh, We'll see. We'll definitely see. We'll, we'll definitely, definitely see. Uh, we were gonna get into our next topic mm-hmm. and talk about uh, black cinema and talk about black entertainment. Yes, yeah. And then, and then this one, I t- I just feel like this is more gonna be more like a chill conversation that I brought up because this is something that I, for one, wanted to get into, especially with who you are and make these jokes, especially jokes we've talked about my Uh especially when we had our little boondocks conversations. That's something I wanna really get into. So. That'll be really interesting. Uh, But yes, we're actually going to go into our whole black entertainment discussion to where we kind of talk about more or less just uh, how we feel about black cinema, black Hollywood. Uh, When we think about black entertainment, who do we really think about in terms of just movies and TV shows? Our favorite actors? How do we feel about certain programs such as BET and others? And what are some of the problems and uh, progress that we've seen here uh, in the modern age? So... I'm not going to have this like totally structured. I'm just going to just free flow all of that. Okay. Um, I'm going to be real. We've seen a lot of progress in black cinema, black entertainment. We've seen a lot of great films. I mean, for one, we can go on the top of our head Black Panther. And I know for. I know for what we see now, we've seen a lot more artistic black films such as Moonlight, yeah. the Last Man, at, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Damn, they blowing your ass up. <laughs> Jesus. Put on Do Not Disturb. Cool. I'm sorry. I'm Wait. sorry for my unprofessionalism. God damn it. <laughs> god damn it. Why you niggas can't always just get on a podcast? I'm I'm no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Excuses, god damn it. But. No, we, we've we seen, like, a, a lot of great films right now. So I think... I mean, how do you feel about just black cinema as a whole nowadays? It just uh, black representation in films? Um, I think it's a lot better now than what it was. Mm-hmm. I think it's constantly improving, which I appreciate. And, you know, you have um, directors like uh, Ryan Coogler and Jordan Peele and um, uh, other directors, Issa Rae. She's doing her show, um... But she was doing her show, she now was she, doing her show, she's doing some of the projects, yeah. Um, who directed the um, the photograph? Uh, the photograph, I don't know. Well, you got people like Barry Jenkins, Barry Jenkins. Um, you, you just have a you have you have Regina King that's put her, her name in the who's hat, just been a staple in entertainment, just in general, yes, for a while. And I'm glad she's getting a chance to do some things, especially after I and I just got finished watching her the movie that won her best supporting actress if Bill Street could talk. Mm-hmm. And that film, my goodness, was was really good. I have yet to see it. I need to see it still. I, I am probably... What watch it on? I watched it on Hulu.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I am going... I, I'm probably going to do an episode sometime this weekend about why that why that movie is so good in mm-hmm. combination with another film, Whiplash. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, but continue with, like, your whole thing with Black Cinema, how you feel about it. You feel like it's constantly progressing. Yeah, I feel you know, like it's constantly progressing, and I, I'm, I'm just enjoying... That we're getting more stories that aren't black drama films. Yeah. I'm I'm tired of black drama films cuz I mean, you have Concrete Cowboy, which I mean, there's 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 some trauma in that, but it's more so like a it's, this is a community rather than like somebody's like having something racist happen to him. This is more like a community. Uh you got Concrete Cowboy, Idris Elba's in that. Um The Boy from Stranger Things is in that. Um, yeah. And then with the harder the harder they fall, which I I love. I have I've never encountered like a movie like that since Django, which mm-hmm. um, just <laughs> mostly black cat. Yeah, mostly black cast, all black cast. The harder they fall wasn't harder to fall. The harder they fall was uh. Oh, was that that was the black cowboy film. Yeah, the That's black the cowboy one film. I was able to watch. I was thinking of the hate you give. My fault. No. That that's that, to to another trauma film. I was about to say, I thought you were gonna compare like the hate you give to Django. I was like, that is vastly different. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <No>. Christ. <laughs> I like the Hate You Give, but the Hate You Give is one of those movies that I can only see once. Like I can't watch that multiple times. I will say that the Hate You Give is a film that's that's well made. But it makes you so fucking angry, it does, and it's just like, and I'm not trying to be angry all the time. I'm not that I come out the movie theater, yeah, and, I, and I'll and I'll say, and I'll add this on to what you're saying we don't have a lot of trauma films, but we do we 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 have some that trickle in, yeah, but I think for the trauma films we got, they're not over exaggerated, they're more or less telling real stories mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're being and they're being honest, like the but last, that's that's what's hurting me about them is because they're real stories, like these are real life actions like I could watch like the Hate You Give. And like I could find somebody, one of my friends who lived that exact life, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of sucks to watch because it's like these are real people that this happens to. One of the film, one of the last films I got really, really angry with was um, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. That was a film to where I said it's one of my favorites of 2021. Yeah, and I was so mad because this is a film based off of. Uh, I'm about to say Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs, my fault. <laughs> Uh, it's just based off the fact that The leader of the Black Panther Party uh, Well more or less One of the The important leaders Of the Black Panther Party Who you know Was assassinated The chairman The chairman god it And for basically Because of the FBI And Bitch ass who, Who's the head of the FBI director? um, that, The director at that time director, Was that Hoover Yeah Hoover Bitch ass Hoover Who was Basically saying like He was being Damn near xenophobic For you know, just trying to preserve white male dominance in America mm-hmm. and just say, like, black people will rise up. There will be a messiah. We have to stop them. And yeah. it's just, God, are you serious? And just seeing that whole entire film, great acting, great story, but it makes you so fucking angry. It does, yeah. And and, and to have people still try to say it's liberal propaganda, it's like, fuck you, dude. No, these are this is a real story that happened. It's yeah. a dramatization But it happened Yeah And it's one it, It's something that you can It's not like total trauma porn It's like it's No and it's that movie's not porn. Super traumatic It Like it makes you mad But it's like You get to see What all happened And that That whole process Wasn't trauma Yeah it's This is real life events That it's going to Make you angry But it teaches you A really good lesson Yeah And it, and it helps you and it And it kind of Educates more people And it's just like Okay this is nice Yeah what else we I've seen in black cinema, and I think you could attest to this. You've said people like Jordan P, We Pill. We've seen more of his style in a lot of films. Yeah. Uh, one recently was Candyman. Mm-hmm. Which have you seen that one? Yeah, I've seen Candyman. How did you feel about that? Um, Candyman wasn't super scary to me, to be honest it with was you. Not, not for me either. I wanted to be a little bit scarier, but um, Candyman. I'm glad that it wasn't. A trauma movie It was A slasher Scary movie Which I'm like It just happened to have a black cast Yeah Which is good Representation of course matters Great representation Great acting Especially from Yaya Abdul uh, My teen I believe mm-hmm. And um, But for me and that film i be real quick about it I felt like the movie's first half was great And it had some really interesting ideas But the second half was very disappointing I agree And, and yes. it leads into this Really just This kind of basic idea of like oh, yeah there's the cops cops you know Candyman is living about him, bottom destroying the white man the cop yeah. is just like okay Tiger where, where did this come from that terrible CGI for, for Tony Todd and it's like <sighs> god damn so I, that movie was just really disappointing to me it was one of my most disappointing films of that year but mm-hmm. you see more of that style and I think what we've seen now is that Jordan Peele has pr- set a precedent to where we're seeing more black horror in that type of style. And it's really good to see. Yeah, it is good to s- see. But at the same time, it's it can be copy and paste. Mm. Because uh, have you seen Lena Waif's... It was this, I think it was a show like them, but like Lena Waif on, on Amazon Prime. Mm, I have not. It was a show that was chronicling the story of this black How About fam- the family. The family. No, I did see that. And it was... It was Jigaboo Jones is the devil or whatever. And it's just like, I did see that. And I just felt like this movie was total trauma porn. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something I'll say as a negative is that as we get these great films by these great visionaries, sometimes you're going to get people who copy and paste. And other times, they also just saying, like, oh, I'm artistic. But it's just like, this this ain't really artistic, baby. This is just some trauma shit that you're just trying to do and say like, this is our suffering and they're trying to say our suffering is our art and like at times we don't really need to see that shit. We yeah, don't I don't want to see that all the time. And we don't need our suffering to be used for an Academy Award mm-hmm. or for a daytime Emmy or shit like that. Yeah. We don't I don't want to see that all the time, man. Yeah. I just want to enjoy the movie as it is and I think going back to what you're saying about how those type of films can be copy and paste, I think Jordan... Peel has mastered that sort of style of movie so much so that any, it'll anybody that tries to even like emulate that will look copy and paste, mm-hmm. just because he's so good at doing that style of movie. You know, like um, Get Out, Us, and Nope. The that movie that's coming up, Nope. Yeah, yeah. I think he's so good at just doing that style of movie that no one's going to be able to compare to it. Yeah. And I think for what he was, he was able to revitalize black horror and we're able to get more people interested in it because we've had horror films like that before. Right. Scary Tales from the Hood, I believe, uh, was a film to where it had short stories to where it's first one. It wasn't the best, but it was, it it, it was scary. Yeah. And it had some, some messages to it. Uh, and I think it was produced by Spike Lee too. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think to get away from like Black Horror, you also get stuff like the emergence of Black Panther. But yeah, more people are open to say, "I want to see Black superheroes. I want to see more Black representation in these films." I do too. Yeah, not as a side characters. Um, I want to see yeah. more original Black superheroes. I don't want to see like when there was like that speculation was coming out that um, Michael B. Jordan was going to be Superman. I don't. I, I was like, I don't want that. To be honest with you, like it's cool that. You're trying to represent, but, like, let's get some new characters in. At one point, I thought they were going to do something like Val Zod. Yeah. Where they were going to be like, okay, this is, like, a totally different Superman. Yeah, like, like, the president of the United States. I'm like, okay, that could work. Like, Barack Obama is Superman. There's something but, like that. But, like, but let's they, get new characters in. There's, there's characters. Do, but they're doing Black Car Kent, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like I don't... I don't want to see copy and paste but just make it black yeah know? don't don't do that because like, let's then, get something original cause then you're gonna start making Fox News and CNN battle it out and all this controversy and bullshit and it's just like can we just get original characters mm-hmm. if you wanna bring a character in and make it cool that Static Shock movie that they're already in production Static Shock movie uh, would be fantastic which they're already doing a production for Michael B. Jordan's the producer and it's like Everybody in my timeline for more. I was talking about, I'll be Static Shock. And it's like nigga, sit your ass down. You too light for this shit. But, <laughs> but you got. But I'm glad characters like Virgil, Static Shock, why like, would go to the big screen? We should have been at a Static Shock movie. We definitely should have been. But they'll be like, whoa, because he's black and he's not gonna make that much money. And they've said that with Cat- with Batgirl and Blue Beetle. Talking about oh, they only attract certain people. It's just like Blue that's- Beetle would make so much money as a movie and static shock would make so much money as a movie static shock is literally miles morales you could have just did that okay we got it but you're too afraid you're so afraid of what racist and other people are going to say it's just like yeah but you don't see how successful like into the spider-verse was and across the spider-verse is going to be yeah because the animation style the story the characters mm-hmm. everything about it and then if you do the but same like, thing these are with new shock, yeah. characters if you do the same thing with static shock you can do it really really well just if you make it live action, please make it good, but, you know, take chances on that, but, yeah, we're seeing stuff like static shock, and then, um, I think for other films, like the photograph, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's something to where we've gotten at, and it's, you know, we've got a lot, it it got a lot of success with Issa Rae, and LaKeith Stanfield, Mm -hmm. but there is something that really made me feel some type of way about it, and this is going to get into like the next type of subtopic for this one, this Mm -hmm. whole discussion, is that, even though we're seeing a lot of progress with a lot of black films and a lot of black TV shows that break barriers, we are getting a lot of shit to where we get shows like Insecure, The Photograph. Mm-hmm. Uh, say we do get a Static Shock movie or say we get other cool things, uh, even like Snowfall. Not a lot of critics choose to take their time to review it unless it's like a black trauma film or it's a Marvel yeah. film or it's a big name Warner Brothers film. Yeah. To me, I feel like that's a little bullshit because... Insecure for the first four seasons was like one of the best, <laughs> the best, one of those, those a great show, and it didn't get reviewed as much. Mm. And it was just like, well, it's just not for me. And it's just like, well, this is something that you can learn from. Exactly. Um, I'd like to see more hype around Atlanta. Atlanta, that to me feels makes no sense to why it hasn't gotten a lot of big attention. Like it's a popular show, and some people recognize yeah. what it is, but it needs a little bit more to where it's just like, okay, you want to talk about blackish or empire as much and blackish rightfully so but empire seriously you want to talk about empire that much but you don't want to talk so much about atlanta or mm-hmm. snowfall which are two really dope shows really great shows another great show that just came out that i think has been really good abbott elementary abbott elementary I that show was awesome i love that show and i'll look this up right now but the last time i saw it had a rating of 100 percent, but only based off of seven reviews and i'm like what are you talking about this is a big abc show yeah and People would say, whoa, it's black. Like, this has a potential to be, like, an office Parks and Rec type show. But you're saying, but then people are saying, like, well, it's not for me because it's black people and it's nothing I can relate to. It's like, well, it's I'm about I'm like, this teachers. is literally The Office. This is talking about shit that's <laughs> like, for real. Yeah, exactly. About teachers' lives and stuff. Yeah, it may have some of those moments to where it's a little bit corny because that's, you know, TV sitcoms. Yeah. But I think for what it is, it's really freaking good. As of, okay, so good news, it got reviewed. Yeah, 28 reviews, but I feel like it deserves a little bit. It more. deserves way more than that. It deserves a little bit more than that, but it's certified fresh. That's great. Off, off the episode I seen with Zach Fox, and, and shout out Zach Fox, I don't know how they got this man on APC, <laughs> <laughs> but the one show I saw with him, I was like, this is a fantastic show. Well, Abbott Elementary is just a different yeah, Abbott show. Abbott Elementary. I was like, I just off the one episode I saw a couple of days ago. I saw um, this episode with um, Zach Fox. Oh, his name's Tariq in the show. He's a Hispanic oh, I know you're talking about the the bum. Yeah, <laughs> the bum, <laughs> the bum, the bum. Quinta Brunson. I think I feel like she's a she's one of those a, a star. She's great, she's awesome, and for what she's been able to do, she hasn't really had to sell, sell out. She's been able to do projects she's wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she doesn't get as much attention as she deserves. Yeah, no, every, this, this show is great. And I feel like that's something to where we as a community has to has to say something about that to these other critics mm-hmm. to where it's just like, okay, these shows may be for us, but like we have to get other, like the fact that it's not getting this much attention from other people because it's just for us. That's a little upsetting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just really tired of stuff. Like I'll say it. I'm really, I really don't get into shows like power or mm-hmm. empire. Uh, Snowfall is the exception because there's some great acting in there. Yeah. And there's something different about it, uh, uh, black mafia. I'm just like, no, I'm not. I'm not watching these shows because they're they're all about like, okay, we're stereotyped into being gangsters or we're being into crooks or anything. Or, or, or like yeah, we got this music. black family that's selling drugs and being crime lords and stuff like we don't. He's gay, <gasps> and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But it's, it's it's I don't I don't like as a as a as a middle schooler as a high schooler you get into that shit. But as you grow up, you realize this is something that. You know, white people be like, see, this is the type of shows you like, yeah. the shows you want. And I'll say, this is better than what we've got in the past, because in the past, it's like, if we got stuff like Living Single, or Moesha, or like definitely Living Single, right. they'll be called that. oh, that's just Black Friends. And it's just like, what the fuck? And Friends, I don't even think it's that great of a no. show. Friends is based off of Living Single, I'm pretty sure. It is. And people are just like, oh, well, you well, don't but know. It's black Friends. No. Yeah. Friends is based off of Living Single. Friends is white and living single. (laughs) If you want to talk about, like, not just TV shows, but movies, movies back in the day were filled with just trauma porn, with just slave Just trauma. slave movies were always Academy Award nominated. Yeah, slave movies make so much money. Uh, 12 Years of Slave, it's a great movie, but you get so angry. The scene where Paul Giamatti smacks the shit (laughs) out of your main character, you're like, God damn it. I I don't want to see any more slave movies. Because there's only so many stories you can tell at this point. Mm-hmm. How much time is going over there? Um, How much time you got left? Yeah. How much time? Nine twenty. Nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenty? Yeah, that's what we're at. No, like the time on the memory card, the bottom. It's like minutes or something like that. One thirty-eight. One thirty-seven. Oh, cool. So yeah, you get stuff like that. It's on fourteen minutes. So you get stuff like that, and I just feel like. Before it was annoying, and I think the last type of slave movies we've gotten, the big one that that that, that hit it, and I was like, "What the fuck was Harriet Tubman as a superhero?" <laughs> now one was just that's, like, "Now you're getting into the realm of like, okay, what 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 are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> what was like that's cool, but like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, one of the things that I I felt like, um, we also got stuff. I think we get this upcoming movie with Kiki Palmer where she's a slave, but she realized she's in the 1980s. And it's like, oh, shit. I think that's something to where it's just like, okay, I don't want to see this. But then you see the concept. It's like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> Can you me- talk more about that? I haven't heard about this. It's a movie, and I'll show you to this probably after the podcast because I don't know how much time we got. But it was about how uh, Kiki Palmer plays as a slave woman in Georgia, and to where she finally escapes from her uh, slave owner. And when she goes outside, she realizes she's in the modern world. Mm. And Common, who plays his truck driver, realize, tells her, yeah, you're in the world War. Do you not realize what year this is? And she starts modernizing, mo- putting herself in the modern world. Okay. And she starts to realize, I need to get revenge on my on my slave owner. And that's the entire movie. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, but it was one of those films where it's just like, okay, this is different, different. Mm-hmm.
1: See, uh, the thing o- movie,
0: 2022. The thing about that also, which I think is interesting is because that's also a real situation. Kiki like Palmer movie 2022. There <laughs> were slaves up until 1960. Mm-hmm. Like 1960, 1970s because these people were so far removed from civilization that they didn't know that slavery had been abolished. And they were and and they were basically told like, yeah, this is this is something like they don't want to leave here. This is life and they forget about that. So I mean for the, for a movie like this I'm actually just really really interested to in see what they're doing. Uh the film's called Alice. Alice. Here you go. So Alice. Okay, try to go check it out. It comes mm-hmm. out uh March 8th. Ooh, it comes out March 18th. Oh, next week? Yeah. Two weeks? Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Oh no, fuck. No. <laughs> well, no, it comes out but it's gotten negative reviews already. Is is the fact that I haven't heard about it and it comes out next week? Yeah, that's why oh, you got so. one trailer. Oh Jesus! Uh, so anyway, black culture is always important in America. <laughs> no, no, this movie's gotten forty reviews so far. Twenty three percent. Oof. yikes the, the the negative the negative. I. The, I said this movie can either be really good or it can be terrible. We still got to make our own informed decisions and go watch it. Yeah, because that's the other thing. Sometimes reviews, be like, I just don't get it. So, or I don't. This. But um, besides the movies and TV shows, um, something that I do want to bring up is just kind of my my whole problem. It's probably the last thing. BET mm-hmm. and, and stuff like own. I, I, I have to tell you this right now. It's just funny that we have a black we have black entertainment television right but black entertainment television the only shit that they make on their own is tyler perry projects yeah and a lot of drama filled shit and all the other stuff they borrow from is old classics yeah or movies or tv shows made by other properties yeah they should have got on and i'm just gonna say it right on the camera bet is the worst shit that ever happened to black people (laughs) I don't give a fuck what y'all ever say. BET's got his great stuff. I'll, I, I won't lie about that. BET has done some stuff for the community, but I'll say this right now. I'll probably use a sponsorship, but BET is sometimes lazy as hell and they need to do better. The fact that BET this is the same company that financed the Karen movie last year, one of the worst movies of the year. And you have films like if Bill Street could talk, uh, uh, shit get out blackish the new fresh prince reboot that came out you have all of these different tv shows and movies and you decide we're gonna go with this drama shit or we're gonna go with this tyler perry project that we've seen millions of times or we're gonna continue doing reruns that to me shows that bet ain't worth ain't worth a whole lot they're not trying they're not trying and they're not trying and Issa ray there's a whole story <clears throat> Issa ray wanted to do something of her own. she wanted to bring uh, awkward black girl Or insecure In the network And they said "Well, We would just like it If we would uh Do our own thing We get a light skinned woman On here mm-hmm. or we do something To where she plays as you And it's just like That's not what we need Right now And what the be need to change ownership, ownership They really do And they really need To get people in there To actually know What the fuck going on Because right now You're just playing <clears throat> Stereotypes with your Original content Yeah And one of the things That I don't like As a whole Is that B T to me only has mattered it only matters for the BET awards which i still feel like that's not even a legitimate award show it's not it, it's not it doesn't have the prestige that it should you know sort of have yeah i just i just think that BET for what it is it has so many things going for itself. Like the perfect thing about BET and this may be a, this, this last part of the podcast may be about a road rant on BET. I'm sorry for that. But the whole thing about it is that BET in 2022 should be, you should be airing HBCU basketball and football games. You should be having a news network that kind of talks about what's going on in the world and some education programs. You should have shows that break the barrier and actually get, you know, people to come watch your channels instead of Tyler Perry bullshit. For sure, you should still have Tyler Perry bullshit, <laughs> but have yeah, that you the can network. still have that, but just don't oversaturate. An option don't have the oval yeah. on twenty four seven with badass acting. You should have still music videos, but to where you actually have nice conversation discussions. You shouldn't try to do all this stuff on Black History Month or to when people call you out. You should do this year round every single day but you don't and this is why we have stuff like we need a black news network which that i don't even think that gets enough traction as it is but that could be a little better and we get other shows like abc and fox actually do shows that are interesting and groundbreaking even though fox can be bullshit sometimes and you get all this different stuff from independent you know actors and directors and programming like a24 you couldn't tell me that you couldn't do something like moonlight yeah. Or you couldn't do something like Last Man, Black Man in San Francisco? Like, you kidding me? Yeah. It like, gets ridiculous, but you want to go ahead and say, we finance Karen or we finance mm-hmm. a new Superfly film that was not Superfly. <laughs> that was, you You want to do all this and promote stuff like the, the new Shaft film, but it's not good at all. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me is just, I feel like I'm rambling. No, I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's just. Again, BET is owned by a white man. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. B B E T does not have your best interest, but um, but nah, man, I just I'll leave it off as this, and make sure we have some time. I'll leave it off as this. Um, if you have the na- if you have to really think about some of the things that we can get better in black entertainment and things that you want to see keep going, like think, what are some things that we can work on? What What are those things for black entertainment? Yeah, like uh, cinema, new stories. Uh, always create new stories There are creators out there who have the ability to create We can get new stories out there um, As far as it goes I want to see more black superheroes I want to see more black detectives I want to see more black like, sci-fi I just wanna see, I want us to see I want us to branch out Into the areas that we haven't been able to branch out into That's not like a drama Or like action or horror like, let's see a black mystery film that's not, like, a ghetto black mystery film, like a legitimate one. Yeah. Let's actually get real good shit to where it's just like, oh, it's ghetto because it's black. Like, Let's actually get something to where we actually are normal. Yeah, like, let's get normal something film. legitimate, like, you know. Like, there we have, there are people who have the ability to create these things. Let's give them the platform to create. Okay. All right. I get that. I really do get that and you know I, I just feel like it, all, all we can do is go up yeah, well, we, yeah. we could crash I don't, I don't fucking know but we're gonna crash we keep making trauma films and we just need to stop doing that yeah man uh, but that's gonna be it for today's episode of Midnight Drop Trey thanks so much for coming in man as, as, as always it's great to have you here man we gotta see if we can get you in next week too because I know Brandon will come back and then Devin I'm uh, gonna do his thing, but you got your big test, so we don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see how everything pans out. Yeah, Hopefully, I'm back here next week, but we'll find out. Yeah, man. And for you guys, thanks so much for coming into the Midnight Drop. It's always a pleasure to have you guys here. Uh, we do a lot of great stuff here on the Midnight Drop: movie and TV show reviews, and just like we did, some topics on things that involve entertainment, society, and politics at times. So if you want to stick around and see what else we got. Come follow us on Instagram, official underscore TMD podcast, and look at all of the platforms we got down below. But once again, this is Jordan Malone. I'm your host. This is Trey. Hopefully, he'll be here every Thursday as he flexes fake muscles. (laughs) But Oh, shit. Once again, thanks so much for coming in. This is the Midnight Drop. You guys stay blessed, stay safe, and stay you. Peace.